more than 200 members of the Bloomington community gathered at the Monroe County Courthouse this past Saturday evening in response to the ongoing humanitarian crisis in Palestine. Organized by Jews Against Israeli Apartheid, the Free Palestine Rally featured passionate statements from local community members, live music, and a diverse audience. Members of the crowd brought with them Palestinian flags, as well as signs displaying their support in phrases like, Free Palestine, and Stop the Killing. Throughout the event, multiple speakers touched on the importance of recognizing and opposing the oppressive military and police action taken by Israel against Palestinian civilians. It was through an Israeli human rights organization that calls Israel an apartheid regime. It was through them that I started using that term, apartheid, and feeling comfortable with it. I wish I could say that there was another reason that started that. Shortly after B'Tselem, the leading human rights group in Israel put out this report. Earlier this year, Human Rights Watch, the leading human rights organization in the world, put out an exhaustive report detailing Israeli apartheid. And that's the word that we need to use. The more we say Israeli apartheid, the more it becomes normal to say the truth. Another speaker would go on to share the definition of the term apartheid as a policy or system of segregation or discrimination on grounds of race. The Batsalem and Human Rights Watch reports referenced by the speaker describe in greater depth the oppression and discrimination Palestinian civilians face every day. Many of the speakers would go on to echo these points as they described inhumane treatment of Palestinians at the hand of Israeli police and military action. There is indisputable, unequivocal evidence that Israel is committing crimes of apartheid and persecution. And no one can look you in the face and deny that. No one can look you in the face and say that Palestinians aren't second-class citizens. And that's when it's the best position. Most Palestinians aren't even citizens. And we haven't even gotten to the open-air prison of Gaza. And I'm repeating points that other people have said here already. But there are resources here. We can't deny this fundamental truth. Don't forget that it's in reaction to the blockade and the intense misery that Israel imposed on Gaza through the blockade, beginning right in the middle of the, of the 2000s, that allowed Hamas to come to power. So if there are folks who are trying to criticize Hamas, we have to remind them what the source of Hamas's power has been, the misery inflicted on Palestine by Israel. And in this case, by the withdrawal, of, uh, sort of awkwardly, right, oddly, of Israeli police forces and all other state structures from Gaza and the imposition of the blockade, which is, in the kind of formal sense of the word, a police action, even though checkpoints are manned, are staffed, by Israeli defense forces as well. That colonialism, enslavement, and all the other horrors that we're um, familiar with and know has in fact been part of this hypocritical claims of taking civilization and life to the rest of the world while in fact devastating and devastating here in our own societies. Those hypocrites are the ones who are responsible.
for what is going on in places like Palestine. With more than $3 billion of taxpayer money pledged in annual U.S. security assistance to Israel through fiscal year 2028, it is safe to say that the United States government is a significant source of Israel's funding. This security assistance is almost entirely used on behalf of the Israeli military, as was seen in 2019 when Israel spent over 99% of the $3.8 billion they received in aid from the U.S. on their own military. The rally was held just days after a ceasefire agreement had been reached between Israel and Palestinian militant group Hamas. The ceasefire announcement came in the wake of 11 days of escalation and violence during which 232 Palestinians in Gaza and 12 people in Israel have been killed. However, one speaker warned that this is not a long-term solution to the violence. It's a vicious cycle. Just because there is a ceasefire doesn't mean that the underlying problems have been solved. It's going to continue as long as there is occupation, as long as there is humiliation in Palestine, it's going to continue. Much of the success in the recent ceasefire negotiations has been attributed to the mobilization of people in support of Palestine all around the world. One speaker touched on the shifts in public opinion that have allowed for these recent negotiations to be expedited. And so we need to tell the politicians, they need to hold Israel to task. They need to hold Israel accountable. And President Biden needs to get out of this mentality of the 70s. He has this mentality of the 70s where Israel is untouchable and it can do anything it wants to and get away with it. He needs, he's still in that mentality because that's exactly what he was at the time. I mean, Israel was untouchable, but things are changing. Things are changing for the better. Israel cannot get away with a lot of things that it used to get away with. And I think that's the reason that the bombing stopped. It took, how many, how many, how many months did it go on to 2014? Thousands were killed this time, and it took eight attempts in 2014, eight attempts to arrive at the ceasefire. This time it's took only one attempt. Things are changing for the better, because the world is coming to realize, and America, many Americans are coming to realize that this injustice, they cannot support injustice, because the Israelis are using American weapons. If America said no to Israel, it dare not defy America. Because it depends on America. It depends on our tax dollars. We need to tell the politicians they need to oppose Israel when it does when it does injustice, when it kills civilians, when it kills children. Another speaker emphasized the necessity of American public support for Palestine and the importance of standing in opposition to all instances of injustice. We should never conflate Jews and Israelis. We should avoid that. We have a tendency to do that. The most, the, the people who defend Palestine the most, the people who are against Israeli policies happen to be Jews. Jews stand with the Palestinians, so we should never conflate that. It's imperative that we manifest our solidarity with Palestine tonight. Uh, in the wake of the last 11, the 11 days of bombings, which supposedly ended on Thursday, almost 250 Palestinians killed. 
65 of them children. Uh, we have to recognize that these events are not far away. They're not there, and we here. It's more complicated than that. Our presence here tonight is imperative because of the involvement that the U.S. has had uh, in shoring up the state of Israel since its formation in 1948 and certainly since 1967. Solidarity with Palestine is a domestic issue, it is about the ways that U.S. racism is translated in, in foreign policy, in practice, in local police practice, in all the places where the U.S. is involved in continuing colonial and neo-colonial occupations, as is certainly true in Gaza. While the complexities of international politics can at times be overwhelming, it is community events such as this recent Free Palestine rally in Bloomington that provide American citizens an opportunity to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people and on the side of human rights. For WFHB, I'm Max Campbell.